0: Chapter thirty three of choice cookery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Choice Cookery by Katherine Owen. Chapter thirty three Salads and Cheese Dishes Salad has come to form part of even the simplest dinners, and certainly cold meat and salad and excellent bread and butter make a meal by no means to be despised even by an epicure while cold meat and bread and butter sound very untempting the best dinner salad will perhaps always be white crisp lettuce with a simple french dressing although to those acquainted with it escarole runs it hard with its cool watery ribs and crisp leaves elaborate salads or those dressed with mayonnaise are too heavy to form the latter part of an already sufficiently nourishing meal but for luncheons and suppers the rich salad is invaluable salad which is to be eaten with game or to form a course at dinner may be a crisp white cabbage lettuce watercress romaine lettuce or that most delicious form of endive escarole the dressing should be the simple french dressing about which so much has been written and said and which is so easy that perhaps it is one reason why so few make it well there is nothing to remember beyond the proportions and so many keep the quantity of oil vinegar and pepper and salt in mind but the manner of using them seems of no consequence but it is of so much consequence if you do not want the vinegar on the leaves and the oil at the bottom of the salad bowl that well known as the formula is i am going over it again with a few details that may help to fix the matter in mind in the first place it must be remembered that a wet leaf will repel oil therefore the lettuce or other salad must be well dried before it is sent to table this is best done by swinging it in a salad basket and then spreading it between two cloths for a few minutes now it must be quite evident if a leaf wet with water will refuse to retain oil that one wet with vinegar will do the same for this reason the leaves should be covered with oil before the vinegar is added or the salad will be crude and very unlike what it should be if properly mixed in the following way take lettuce as the example although any of those mentioned are made in the same way have the lettuce dry in the salad bowl put in the salad spoon a salt spoonful of salt a quarter one of pepper and holding it over the bowl fill the spoon with oil mix the salt and pepper well with it and turn it over the salad toss the salad lightly over and over till the leaves glisten then add two if for epicures three or four more spoonfuls of oil then toss again over and over till every leaf is well coated with oil then sprinkle in a salad-spoonful of sharp vinegar toss again and the salad is ready one salad less well known than it deserves to be is that made from the grapefruit this is an especially grateful dish for spring breakfast when cool refreshing things are in order many tell me they have tried to eat grapefruit but find it quite impossible on account of the intense bitter there is a very slight and pleasant bitter with grapefruit when properly prepared. But if by carelessness or ignorance even a small portion of the pith is left in it, intense bitter is imparted to the whole. Grapefruit salad. Prepare the fruit, some hours before it is wanted, in the following way. Cut the fruit in four as you would an orange. Separate the sections, then remove the pulp from each, taking care that no white pith or skin adheres to it. Put the pulp on the ice until just before serving, then dress with oil and vinegar exactly as directed for lettuce, etc. Meat or fish salad should always be dressed with mayonnaise. I say nothing of the well-known lobster and chicken salads, which are so general that one is tempted to think the majority of people do not know how excellent some other combination salads are. Salmon salad, the fish flaked laid on a bed of crisp lettuce with a border of the leaves and masked with mayonnaise with a garnish of aspic is both handsome and delicious but cold halibut or even cod any firm fish that flakes in fact make delightful salads and acceptable to many who cannot eat lobster in the way of meat salads partridge or grouse are far daintier than chicken prepared in just the same way there is one point however which should be observed in making all meat salads it is that the material should be well dressed with oil vinegar and condiments before the mayonnaise is put on usually one of two courses is followed either the meat is left dry the mayonnaise being supposed sufficient or it is dressed with mayonnaise and then masked with it in the latter case the salad is far too rich in the former it is flat because mayonnaise if rightly made has not acidity enough to flavor the meat therefore it and the celery or other salad mixed with it should be bathed with french dressing before it is masked with these general rules any salad may be made but as variety is the spice of the table it may be borne in mind that in spring a sprig of mint very finely chopped gives a fragrance to lettuce as does chervil or borage parsley or a tiny bit of onion to a game salad nothing should be added no recipe is needed for mayonnaise it having been given in the chapter on cold sauces in the course of these chapters several cheese dishes have been given but there are a few others especially appropriate to the cheese and salad course where it constitutes part of the dinner which i will include cheese dishes are far less popular in this country than in europe but there are families whose masculine members Eat no sweets, and for whom a dainty cheese dish would be very acceptable. Genoa ramequin. Cut a slice of Vienna or other baker's bread, half an inch thick, lengthwise of the loaf, so that it covers the bottom of a fireproof dish. A souffle pan, well buttered, is excellent. Beat two eggs and half a pint of milk together. Add a level saltspoonful of salt. Pour this custard over the bread and leave it an hour to soak. Pour off any custard that may not be absorbed dust the bread with pepper then cover with the following mixture dissolve as much rich cheese shaved in half a gill of cream as will cover the bread an inch thick stirring it over a slow fire season with pepper and salt and pour the cheese over the bread put it in the oven and bake for half an hour or till quite brown cheese puffs line patty pans with puff paste and fill three parts full with the following mixture. Put a gill of cream in a double boiler with two ounces of grated cheese, half parmesan if light, a saltspoonful of salt, a pinch of pepper, a pinch of sugar, and a large teaspoonful of butter. When all is melted to a thick custard, break into it two eggs well whipped. The mixture is only to be made hot enough to melt the cheese, not to boil. CHEESE STICKS Take a piece of light bread dough about the size of a teacup roll it out on a pastry board spread it with bits of firm butter dredge with flour fold and roll repeat until you have rolled in two ounces of butter just as for puff paste now roll the pastry out the third of an inch thick cut into strips half an inch wide and any length you think proper lay them very straight on a baking sheet and bake slowly a very light brown remove from the oven let them cool then brush them over with white of egg and roll them quickly in grated parmesan return for a minute or two to the oven these are very good with salad but cannot easily be made in warm weather should the pastry get too soft while rolling put it on ice and it is better to do so at all times before cutting into strips so that the sticks may be quite straight end of chapter 33 End of Choice Cookery by Catherine Owen